Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Beyond Reason Radio. Headline from foxnews.com, two Minneapolis cops caught on tape have history of conduct complaints. Uh, Derek Chauvin, the Minneapolis police officer caught on camera kneeling on the neck of George Floyd as he gasped for air, has been the subject of 10 conduct complaints and three police shootings that led to a non-disciplinary action during his 19 years on the job. 10 complaints tau thou the second officer seen in the video also has a checkered past that includes allegations of police brutality in a lawsuit together the men have more than a dozen complaints that have never resulted in any formal reprimands (laughs) this is not good looking good for the (laughs) minneapolis police department Chauvin, an officer who had been praised for valor during his time in the Minneapolis Police Department, was fired from the force on Tuesday, along with three other officers involved in the incident, Tao, Thomas Lane, and J. Alexander Kiung. On Wednesday, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey demanded Chauvin, the officer seen seen on the video, be arrested. He said, why is this man who killed George Floyd not in jail? We cannot turn a blind eye. It is on us as leaders to see this for what it is and call it what it is. And honestly, that is the question I have. Why is he not in jail yet? I really don't understand why. It seems pretty clear cut that he should be arrested. Now, the the police chief came out and he said he was sorry for what happened. He fired the guys and he said, we need patience so they can get this right. But it's been how many days? If this were not a cop, if it was just another person doing this to another person, I guarantee you we wouldn't have waited this long. I'm not a legal expert. Maybe they don't want to have the problem of overcharging him. Or even undercharging him. They want to get the charges right. But it seems to me he should have been arrested by now. I would think you'd be able to put him in the cooler, as they used to say, yeah. uh, for at least you know, 48 hours to, to determine that. All, all I that guess. Stuff. I mean, it, this 
really does this make any sense to you no not it, at it all. makes no sense by not arresting him by now by just saying things like oh we're so sorry but wait you're just escalating the situation that has now turned into it was protest but some of it turned into rioting and violence and that's what i want to talk about as well this is beyond reason radio I am your host, Michael Yaffe, the voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason. We are on once again till 8 p.m. tonight on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Of course, you can also catch the podcast uh, anywhere podcasts are available, including the iHeartRadio app. We're also on Facebook Live as well. You can like the Beyond Reason Radio Facebook page, like the WFLA Orlando Facebook page, or uh, send me a friend request and I will accept it. I even accept it. For most of the trolls, most of the trolls that don't like me, I'll even accept their friend request. You are such a good guy. I'll tell yeah, you. I've only deleted a couple of people, mm-hmm. and that was people who uh, got too aggressive. They would say, I'm going to kick your ass or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't tolerate that kind of stuff on my Facebook page. How many women did that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was just in my personal life, not on Facebook. Oh, okay. Um, so... <laughs> By the way, the voice you hear in there, once again, is Mr. Tom Benson. How yeah, the smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what people say. They're like, you know, who's the smart guy you talk to on Beyond Reason? Oh, he doesn't who? say much, but when he does, it's worth listening to. <laughs> How are you, Tom? I'm doing fine. Thanks. So there's a couple of different angles I want to talk about with um, the George Floyd killing. I mean, the family wants him to be charged with murder. I think there were some family members who said he should get the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of people in the area want him charged with murder. The only reason I'm reluctant to say murder is I'm not sure if it's considered murder unless he purposely tried to kill him. There might be a type of murder. I'm not. I'm just not a legal expert, so I want to get it right. But at the very least, he should be arrested for some kind of manslaughter. I mean, that seems... As clear cut as it possibly can be. The thing that struck me on the video of the officers that you saw that was that they were, I hate to even use this term, but they looked cool, calm, and collected like it was no big deal what they were doing. Yes, and it went on. Yeah, that's really scary because it makes you wonder how many other incidents mm-hmm. there have been that just didn't get caught on video. But the other thing is it went on for several minutes. I mean, the video that I saw was like five minutes long. That he's doing this and people around are saying, what are you doing? And he's saying, what are you doing? And noticed that he had his hands in his pocket, the officer. That was to weigh down his knee on the guy's neck. That's why he was doing that. Mm. He was putting more force on the guys. What are you doing? What are you doing? Now, the silver line that I said yesterday to all of this is everyone seems to agree. I don't know anyone I mean, I'm sure they're out there on the fringes, like I said, but I don't know anyone who is justifying this, who is justifying what this cop did. Even President Trump has called for expediting the FBI investigation into this. The mayor of the city said it's murder. People on both sides say this cop was wrong. There's no justification for what's going on. So, obviously, last night in Minneapolis and other parts of the country, there were protests. And the protests are completely understandable in this situation. I'd be mad, too. But some of it turned violent, as we saw. 
There was looting in Target. They burned down an auto zone. They burned down an apartment complex under construction. There was other violence in other parts. A man was killed because a pawn shop owner was, he said he was defending his store and shot and killed a guy. Mm. But, you know, this is what happens when we create a society where we think it's okay to fight fire with fire. Remember, I've been talking about this for years on the show now. What could happen if we create a culture where we think it's okay to fight fire with fire? And all over social media today, I'm seeing people justify the looting, justify the terror. Now, I just want to point this out. The vast majority are not the ones looting, are not the ones burning down, are not the ones doing violence. The vast majority are peaceful po- protesters around the country who are outraged, and they should be outraged. But there are some that have been violent, and you can't avoid it. Just look at the, there's been drone video of the area. It was violent. There was destruction. But it's being justified by prominent people who think it's okay to fight fire with fire. Do you see now why I always condemn that? I condemn it a lot on my side. I don't like when Trump does it. Now, Trump is never violent, but every time he does something stupid, like tweets against Joe Scarborough, people say, well, he's fighting fire with fire. This is where that kind of thinking leads. It leads to destruction and violence eventually. But people are justifying this, unfortunately, including Colin Kaepernick, of course, who came out. He tweeted this. He said, when civility leads to death, revolting is the only logical reaction. No, revolting is not the only logical reaction. It's not. He's wrong. And what he's calling here is dangerous. And it only hurts the very community that he wants to protect. The cries, he continues on, the cries for peace will rain down, and when they do, they will land on deaf ears, because your violence has brought this resistance. How is it resistance to destroy businesses in your own community? It's not resistance. It says, we have a right to fight back. You do have a right to fight back, but this isn't fighting back. He says, rest in power, George Floyd. You should be upset. But there's a right way to do things. And this and what you see there is not a right way. Now, the good news is there are some prominent people in the African-American community condemning the violence, including the Minneapolis Council Vice President Andrea Jenkins. She said this today. I want to play it for you. This is, I guess, the voice of reason of the day. Here it is. Today is a sad day for Minneapolis. It's a sad day for America. Um, It's a sad day for the world. I want to remind all of the people that are in the streets protesting, you have every absolute right to be angry, to be upset, to be mad, to express your anger. However, you have no right to perpetrate violence and harm on the very communities that you say that you are standing up for. We need peace 
and calm in our streets and I am begging you for that. She's exactly right. She's exactly right. You have every right to be angry. Of course you do. This is outrageous what happened in this situation. But you don't have a right to destroy the very community that you say you're protecting. That doesn't help anything. Sometimes fighting fire with fire just creates more destruction, more chaos, and more harm for your own community. The good news is the vast majority of people agree with her, agree with Andrea Jenkins. But I will say there's another disturbing trend out of this that we're going to talk about in a minute. And that's using this, once again, to divide us politically. That really this is a Republican and Democrat issue. Or really this is Donald Trump's fault. Which is also beyond reason. We'll get to that in a moment. This is Beyond Reason Radio. I am your host, Michael Yaffe. We will be right back. If you miss any of the show, you can download the Beyond Reason podcast on iTunes. The voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason is back now. Well, there's some more breaking news on the George Floyd uh, death that is not good. And frankly, I don't understand it. I I just don't understand it. Uh, The Hennepin County attorney, Michael Freeman, uh, one of the prosecutors, said he must look at all the evidence. He said, my job in the end is to prove he violated a criminal statute. And there is other evidence that does not support a criminal charge. It says we need to wade through all that evidence and come to a meaningful decision. And we are doing that to the best of our ability. What is the other evidence then that doesn't support a criminal charge? Then you need to tell us what that evidence is because I don't understand it. I don't understand what the other evidence would be for what he did to not support some kind of criminal charge. I don't know any cops that are justifying this because that's not what you do to subdue someone. So they're just making the situation worse up there. Unfortunately, I, I, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted by that statement. Um, but I'm also flabbergasted by some of the reaction to this. I talked about in the last segment, how I've seen on social media and I just read from Colin Kaepernick, the justification of this of the looting and the violence that's no, no fight evil with good. That's the way to do it. That's the way you win. Don't fight evil with evil. Unfortunately to a lot of people, what happened justifies what Kaepernick has been saying for the last three or four years. Oh, I know. I've seen that all over social media as well. Yeah. Which it doesn't. Unfortunately, this is horrible. But to act like African-Americans are all, let me just put it this way. I am not going to be prejudiced towards police because of anecdotal evidence. Just like I would not be prejudiced towards blacks because of anecdotal evidence. I'm also not going to be prejudiced towards police because of anecdotal evidence. Because the vast majority of police in this country are good and not racist and are just doing the best job they can. But of course, you have the left in this country and the Democrats and prominent Democrats who want to use this for politics and, of course, to blame 
President Trump. I believe the next cut I have there is Maxine Waters, right? Or do I... Can you play Maxine Waters next? So Maxine Waters, who has hated Trump since the beginning, impeach 45, she would say. <laughs> she was uh, talking about how this is kind of Trump's fault. Uh, it's a little hard to hear because she's wearing a mask, which makes absolutely no sense in this situation. There's no one around you. You're by yourself. You don't need to wear a mask while you're on camera. Why? It's just... You're just virtue signaling at this point. She's trying to set a good example. She's trying to just bash Trump oh, and virtue okay. signal and he, be make a political stunt. That's he all this is. He won't wear a mask, so I will, huh? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's what Biden did. He went outside on Memorial Day. The only person he was around was his wife. No one else was close to him, and he was outside, and he was wearing a mask, and he was telling other people to wear a mask. Why? But then he went on, he did an interview out there right after that and took his mask off. So what was the point? Well, they were about 25 feet apart, though. In the interview? Yeah. Well, I know, but they were also that far apart when he was outside in the first place. So it's just a political stunt to wear the mask. Photo opportunity. That's all it is. That's <laughs> all it is. Um, but yeah, here's Maxine Waters blaming Trump for what happened. And I'm thinking about the way that the president conducts himself. Uh, in a way, he's dog whistling. And I think that they're feeling uh, that they can get away with uh, this kind of treatment. And I'm just so sorry about the loss of another life. I don't know how any cop could get the feeling right now in 2020 that they can get away with this kind of treatment. There is absolutely no evidence in the country right now, really, that you can get away with this kind of treatment. Now, they'll say the Eric Garner thing. Okay, maybe. But there are other cops that have been arrested for murder for doing stuff just like this. So, and you know, this all blows up on social media and it comes back to haunt you. So I, I don't, I I just don't understand, but you have to blame Trump, but this is more than Trump. This is about more than Trump. They want to blame Republicans. They want to blame Trump voters. They want to make it seem like and betray that if you voted for Trump or if you're a Republican, well, you're just as bad as this cop or you encourage actions by people like this police officer. Even though even Trump came out against this because it's pretty clear cut that the cop was wrong here. We all should be united on this. Uh, An example of this kind of this is even before this all blew up, but Joe Biden got into some controversy recently. When he said this, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Now, why did he say that? Now, the good news is there was actually some blowback to that. That's the good news. But the reason he said that is he's once again trying to push forward the narrative that if you vote for Trump, if you vote for a Republican president, then you really don't support minorities. You don't support minority rights. You don't, you're racist and yada, yada, yada. That's the narrative now being pushed to divide us even more over politics, over an issue that we are pretty much all united on. I I mean, I literally haven't seen any prominent person on either side anywhere try to justify what this cop did. 
because there is no justification for what this cop did. I stayed off Twitter today because it was just an angry, angry situation. I know, Twitter. On both sides. I just, you know, I'm not going to let somebody else wreck my day and have to read some of the vile stuff that was Ugh. on there. Yeah, I know. Twitter often makes itself worse. By the way, we are going to get into the whole Twitter controversy because President Trump just signed an executive order dealing with social media. Um, we'll go over some of that because um, it's it really has no teeth, the executive order. I don't know really how much it will help. It kind of makes a statement. But basically, I'm going to explain why Trump was wrong in this, but why Twitter was also wrong. Twitter just made things worse in that whole controversy. Before we go to the break, though, I wanted to read a tweet from our friend Carl Jackson. Ah. Uh, who is black, mm-hmm. of course. Used to have a show on the station. Yeah, used to have a show on our station. Still good friends with him. He said this. He said on his Twitter, he said, Racist Joe Biden who belongs to the party that founded the KKK, says, I'm not black if I vote for Donald Trump over him in November. Now I want a mail-in ballot to vote for Trump twice. (laughs) (laughs) So, but he's exactly right. By the way, there was something else going on Twitter that was kind of being going viral on Twitter, being pushed by prominent, well-known people like Ice Cube. That showed a picture of this cop next to a picture of another guy wearing a, it looked like a MAGA hat, but it said, make whites great again. Oh, come on. It's really? not the same guy. It's it's fake. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's not, like, but people just see it and believe, there was other stuff like that I saw sure. on Facebook. And they, they see it and they say, hey. Oh, it must be true. Let's push it out there and push yeah. forward a narrative that's not even true. It's fake. But we all know what Abraham Lincoln said. <laughs> you can't believe everything you see on the internet. <laughs> it was one of my favorite memes, <laughs> the one you just pointed out. So we have a lot of other stuff to get to on the show today. We are going to talk about the Trump Twitter controversy, uh, you know, the battle between them two, I guess. Although Trump's never going to get off Twitter. I don't think that's going to happen. And um, we also have to talk a little bit more about the coronavirus. We, have, we didn't haven't got as much into that lately. But um, there's some important information, something I've been talking about for weeks, actually, but some new evidence suggesting what I've been saying. So we'll get to that and much more. This is Beyond Reason Radio. I am your host, Michael Yaffe. We'll be right back. If you heart Beyond Reason Radio, listen to the Beyond Reason Radio podcast on iHeartRadio. Just download the iHeartRadio app and search Beyond Reason Radio. This is Orlando's Smart Talk Radio. Beyond Reason Radio continues now. So we have more breaking news today. Lots of breaking news today. You know, um, coming out on a bunch of different topics and a lot of it not having to do with the coronavirus, which is also kind of amazing. But uh, I think it was just like an hour or so, a couple hours ago, President Trump signed an executive order taking aim at the legal shield that protects social media companies from liability for content posted by users Mm -hmm. on their platforms, Mm -hmm. ramping up his attacks on tech giants over alleged censorship and a first ever fact check on his own tweets this week. In an Oval Office signing, the president declared that social media companies that engage in censoring or any political conduct will not be able to keep that shield. 
One senior administration told uh, official told CBS News the order is intended to curb the prosec- the protection social media companies have shield against liability for content like comments, posts, and videos. The order would allow regulators to claim internet companies are censoring free speech when they delete users' posts or accounts. Now, I just want to point something out here. There has been an issue of, uh, I think, of censoring certain conservative speech on social media. What happens is the algorithms kind of shift things one way. It's kind of like in the mainstream media outlets. It's not so, it's what they don't cover that kind of shows their bias a lot. It's kind of the same thing with some of the social media algorithms. But I have to say, Twitter is not censoring Trump. They're, now, I don't agree with what Twitter did, but it's not censorship. Censorship would be blocking his tweets. Censorship would be taking it off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they're still up there. You mm-hmm. can still see them. They just added the fact check. They just added more information. Mm-hmm. That is worth criticism, but it's not, it's not censorship. But I have to say, I agree with uh, the editors at the National Review on this. Because they they had a they had a good piece on this, where they basically said, uh, "There's no fix for Trump's bad tweets." Now, in yesterday's show, I talked all about why I disagree with Trump's tweets on Scarborough. I don't necessarily disagree with his tweets on mail-in balloting. They're not. There have been problems with mail-in balloting in some states, because when you just send out a bunch of mail-in ballots, you can have fraud because. Those ballots are sometimes collected by people who aren't the ones. And they disappear. And they disappear. And you have all these other issues that need to be worked out. And I noticed, it's funny, the media was saying, uh, the Trump's press secretary, mm-hmm. they said, oh, she did mail-in ballots 11 times. But that's not the same thing as she pointed out on Fox News later on. She did absentee va- ballots. With an absentee ballot, you have to request that. You don't just get it. You don't. Not, it's not everyone gets it in the mail and they can mail it in. You have to request it as a registered voter and then put it in. So it's not the same thing that what's being talked about in some of these other states. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to criticize Trump, let's at least be fair. But I'm fair. Should we expect that? Fair. I mean, come on. Man, oh, man. But the editors at the National Review made a good point on this. They said, whether social media have been good for or bad for society is an open question. Whether social media have been good or bad for President Trump isn't as difficult to discern. For even the most sober-minded and introspective figures, Twitter can serve as a dangerous temptation. But they said, um, as is often the case with this president, Trump's follies have ignited a series of counter-follies that have made the situation even worse, which I agree with. In an attempt to mollify its critics without setting a precedent for expulsion, that it may come to eventually regret, regret, Twitter announced that it would begin publicly fact-checking statements by Trump, yada, yada, yada. Says, not one of these courses of action is desirable. Twitter is a medium, not a message. This is exactly, that's what Twitter should be. It should be a medium. They shouldn't be editing things. They shouldn't be fact-checking things. It should be a bulletin board. It's just a medium. That's all it should be says it should decline to inject itself into the middle of America's political debates. President Trump cannot close down social media 
and he should not idly threaten to do so. But Trump did. Now, I was reading the executive order. Most of it is just a review of current laws and regulations. So basically, it's having people in the bureaucracy look over some of the regulations and see if Facebook is vile or not Facebook, Twitter, all of them are violating the regulations. And he's not calling for them to be shut down. He's just calling for them to get rid of their liability protections if they're going to act as a publisher and not just a medium or a bulletin board type thing. Because they're not supposed to be publishers, but when they start doing fact checks and when they start editing or they start taking stuff down like they are, that is not, they change what they are and then maybe the regulations should change. Now, one person who's actually right on this issue, believe it or not, is Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. The founder of Facebook did an interview with Dana Perino on Fox News, and he's actually very critical of what Twitter is doing. And I think he's exactly right. Here's what he said. We have a different policy, I I think, than Twitter on this. You know, I I just believe strongly that, uh, that Facebook shouldn't be uh, the arbiter of truth of everything that people say online. Um, I think in general, private companies probably shouldn't be, or especially these platform companies, shouldn't be in the position of, of, of doing that. I mean, he's exactly right. To act like the social media platforms are supposed to be just platforms should be the arbiters of truth. You're opening a can of worms that it's just going to make things worse, as the National Review editors have said. You don't like what Trump's doing, but your reaction to it just makes things even worse because people are not going to trust you to be proper fact checkers. And there's no way you can fact check everyone. It's almost impossible to be able to do that. So your bias is inevitably going to show, especially when it comes to politics. And you just made the situation worse. Just be the platform. Just be the medium. But he was asked about Zuckerberg here was also asked about Trump's response to this, wanting to, you know, shut down social media. And he had a good response to that as well. Here it is. But it, but in general, I, I think a, a government choosing to to censor a platform um, because they're worried about censorship doesn't exactly strike me as the um, the 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 right uh, reflex there. But in general, you know, we're, we're in, in the platforms in general, I think, um, you know, have this this difficult balance of you know we, we try very hard to give people a voice um, and we get a lot of criticism um, from some people who think that um, that we censor too much um, when it when it comes to taking down speech that we think could lead to uh, to to uh, harm so he made a good point the reaction to this should not be to try to censor you know don't fight censorship with more censorship. Trump threatened to do that, but when you actually read the executive order, it's pretty obvious what's going on. He's just trying to make a statement to get Twitter to stop doing what they're doing and go back to the way they were before. So it's kind of putting things in motion so Twitter gets the message. But there's no teeth to the executive order right now because he really can't do much as president. He would need the help of Congress. But I think Trump is right in one thing, and the executive order is right in one thing. 
if these social media platforms are going to act as publishers, then they need to be treated as publishers and not just mediums or platforms. But of course, Zuckerberg signing with free speech there, believe it or not, saying these platforms should promote free speech, especially in politics, as much as possible. But Nancy Pelosi had to come out. And uh, she's not too happy with Zuckerberg, of course. And I got to tell you, I'm not the kind of person who just comes on this show and calls someone disgusting or vile or despicable. But I got to say... I, I got to call Nancy Pelosi that today because this reaction, it's, it's disgusting. It's beyond reason. It's, yeah, it's worse than beyond reason. <laughs> it's obvious what she's trying to do here. She's trying, she disagrees with something someone said, and instead of just disagreeing, it's a complete smear. Here's what she said in response to Zuckerberg. As far as the platforms are concerned, they want two things from the federal government. No regulation and no taxes. And so they cater uh, to the Trump administration all the time. I think that Mark Zuckerberg's statement was a disgrace. And, and Twitter, they're not taking off any accusations the president's making about Joe Scarborough. They know that's not true. So they do a token thing and think it's okay. So again, uh, there's, I don't know if there's honor among thieves, uh, but that's the, uh, they only have a business model to make money, not to convey facts. That's, that's what they're about. Now, if Facebook wants to make a campaign contribution to her reelection, do you think she'll take it? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you she would. It's funny. It's in her state. They're located in her state. But you see what she did there. If anything's a disgrace, it's that comment by Nancy Pelosi. Because she disagrees with Zuckerberg, but then smears him. Well, the only reason he's saying this is because he wants to cater to the Trump administration because he wants less taxes and blah, 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 blah. It can't be that maybe he just believes in free speech or just believes in what he's saying. No, no, no. He's in bed with the Trump administration. But what she forgets is who writes the tax laws. I know. Exactly. Her in Congress. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But what the you know what this is all really about when it comes to well first she said there's no honor among thieves yeah we see that in congress <laughs> every day there's no honor <laughs> among politicians either but what this is really all about when Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden frankly has been criticizing the social media platforms is they want to regulate it they want to control them that's why Nancy Pelosi says stuff like that, because they don't have any control over it, and that bothers them, and they and want they, that control. And they want the tax. They want to tax them. Oh, yeah, of course. They want the tax money, especially if you're a big government Democrat. They want more tax revenue, but they want control. They would love to get their dirty little politician paws on these social media platforms and regulate and control them and use them to their own advantages. That's what that response is really all about. We have to talk a little bit about the coronavirus and much more. This is Beyond Reason Radio. I am your host, Michael Yaffe. We'll be right back. Download the iHeartRadio app and catch the Beyond Reason Radio podcast. The conscience in your ear telling you the difference between right and wrong. Yaffe is back on the air. So I just saw a video on Twitter, and it has to do with uh, some of the looting in Minneapolis. 
And apparently one place that was looted was a Planet Fitness. And the guy took a video. There's a guy after it was broken into, the guy's on the treadmill. <laughs> and the, the person putting the tweet says, people in Minneapolis broke into Planet Fitness just to start working out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Guy who's probably saying, hey, how come I can't get this thing on the road to go home? <laughs> oh, it's probably been closed. So he's just so desperate to work out. Oh, well, if we're going to loot, I want to work out. Oh, <laughs> what in the world? So speaking of the coronavirus, I wanted to talk about something here that I found very interesting. Uh, article in the Wall Street Journal. I've seen it a couple other places, heard a report on it as well. What they're talking about is super spreader events. Hmm. Now, it's not Super Shredder, the villain in Ninja Turtles. Super spreader events offer a clue on curbing coronavirus. They say some scientists think banning mass gatherings may be enough to keep the pandemic in check. Gee, I feel like there was someone else who's been saying this for like weeks. I just don't know who that guy is. Uh Uh-huh. Some scientists looking for ways to prevent a return to exponential growth in coronavirus infections after lockdowns are lifted are zeroing in on a new approach. Focus on avoiding super spreading events. The theory is that banning mass public events where hundreds of attendees can infect themselves in a space of a few hours, along with other measures such as wearing face masks, might slow the pace of the new coronavirus's progression to a manageable level even as shops and factories reopened. Researchers believe the explosive growth of coronavirus infections that overwhelmed hospitals in some countries was primarily driven by such events this year, which mm-hmm. totally makes sense. It's exactly what I've been saying. Mm-hmm. There were horse races in Britain. Super Bowl in Miami. Super Bowl in Miami. There was a huge soccer match in Italy in a part that was hard hit. Uh, New York, I think it started with... Uh, there was a big in in the Jewish community. There was a big there's a event big there's there. a big wedding, and also you know I've been saying for quite a while that look at all the subway riders in New York City. Yeah, compacted every day into those tubes, man. And he's saying here that what happens is usually the rate of spread for this is one person infected can usually spread it to two other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you have this super spreader event where you have a lot of people in a small area, like a soccer game or a football game or a concert or something like that, hundreds of people in a small area, mostly inside, all of a sudden the rate of infection grows where you're spreading it to a lot more people. So you're telling me that instead of shutting down the entire economy, Maybe we should have done what I said in the first place, which was cancel the big crowded events and protect the vulnerable population. Cancel your wedding. That's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Well, no, it's not a big crowded you're, you're event. Having that in the, you're having that in the local cathedral, aren't you? I mean, that's uh, <laughs> just teasing. Hey, don't give him any ideas. No, I won't be that crowded. <laughs> but, um, uh, now I'm worried about this, Tom Benson. Well, at least people will be wearing masks. Bring a mask, Tom Benson. All right, I'll do that. Um, but well, and when I'm talking about big events, I'm talking about you know concerts and sure. sporting events, just sure. these huge events like the Super Bowl, which I'm sure spread it in Miami. Now the other the thing that they're not talking about in this article, which I think also plays a role, 
I'll bring it up again, is viral load. I'm telling you, another reason why it's spread so much in these super spreader events is time. When you have more time next to people who are infected and a lot more people that are infected, you get a larger dose of the virus. So in other words, if you're spending four, three or four hours at a football game in a big crowded stadium, that's a lot worse than going by, what, maybe two or three people in the supermarket lane? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah because it, you get a larger dose, which could explain why people have worse symptoms than others. They noticed this with doctors. Doctors in hospitals were getting worse symptoms because they were getting more of the virus because they were around it for a longer period of time and more of it. So maybe we should just cancel the big events and not shut down the entire economy. And instead of depression-like numbers, it would just be recession-like numbers? Huh? Maybe? I mean, I'm not a doctor or an epidemiologist, but for crying out loud. I always said this weeks ago. <laughs> um, now, another thing that's he's talking about for crying out loud, speaking of the virus... Governor Andrew Cuomo, who just, they love him in New York because he's on TV. Looks good on TV. He says cool stuff on TV. He brings Chris Rock in. They laugh. (laughs) Even though it's been a disaster up there. Quarter of the deaths in this country are from New York City, I think, or New York State. That area. And one of the reasons is because he, the nursing home patients had to go back into the nursing homes, even though they were infected. But, of course, that's not his fault. He had to, it's, it's somebody else's fault, right? Right, Andrew Cuomo? Go play it. The nursing home, the obligation is on the nursing home to say, I can't take a COVID-positive person. I'm too crowded. I'm too busy. I don't have enough PPE. Whatever the answer is, it doesn't even matter. It's if they say I can't take the person, they can't take the person. So that's that's how... It works. You know, when Trump doesn't want to take responsibility for something, he's trashed for it. But I never seem to see, I never see Governor Cuomo take responsibility for anything. He's in the worst hit state. And one of, not only in the country, but one of the worst hit areas in the world. And all he does is blame other people. Well, you see, it's the nursing home's fault. They were the one that accepted. No, it, they were required by law to do that. Your law that you recently changed. Oh, it's the subway's fault. The ones you didn't clean. Oh, it's President Trump's fault. He didn't send us enough stuff. Well, other states were able to get enough supplies. Why didn't your state get enough supplies? It's all try. It's like the guy never takes responsibility. He's been a disaster in responding to this. And, and yet, um, he gets all, he's so, so great. Gets all these, uh, favorability. I think he's like 80% favorability in that state or something. Really? Ridiculous number. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, that's because so many people are moving out of New York in the state. Yeah, the people exactly. Who, the people who don't support him, the only ones left are those who do support him. Yeah. And then his state's running out of money now. And now he's blaming Trump for that. Saying Trump should bail him out. And it's un-American if you don't bail him out. He literally said that. Like, what? And then, of course, there's an article here from Florida Politics I saw where it said Democrats say Donald Trump's COVID-19 testing guidance for nursing homes is too little too late. Oh, gee, I haven't heard any Democrats talking about this. 
I believe it was Republican Governor Ron DeSantis who one of his first steps in the state of Florida was to protect the nursing homes and go to the villages and make sure the villages wasn't hit hard and was protected because he looked at the science and looked at the evidence from other countries and saw that, and that's why Florida wasn't hit as hard. But no, 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 it's, it's, it's Democrats' fault. By the way, there was, a, there was an article in Politico today basically praising the governor of Colorado for how he's managed to open things early. Right. And I'm like, so a Democrat governor opens early. He's brave, taking a gamble. Of course. A Republican governor opens early. He wants he just wants people to die. This is, <laughs> this is how it works. Huh? Okay. Okay. Really is just beyond reason. I appreciate you listening to another edition of Beyond Reason Radio. Don't forget... Listen to the podcast so you can go back and listen to the full hour. So much we covered on today's show. Listen to the podcast anywhere that podcasts are available. Share it with your friends. Like the Beyond Reason Radio Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Yaffe and much more. And, well, I should be back next week. Have a good night and a good weekend. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.